Epcot turns 40 on Saturday, and we're headed over for the festivities. We'll preview the D23 Gold event on Saturday morning and talk Epcot history on episode 109 of the Mickey File Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Mickey File Podcast. I am Scott, and with me, as always, my lovely and now wet and windblown wife, Karen. Hello, everybody. Yes, we are windblown and wet. (laughs) Yeah, so not a lot of news to talk about this week because there's just nothing going on. Yeah. You know, I mean, everything's just normal, beautiful days. Yeah, sunny. Yeah. You know, 75 degrees. It's been a perfect week. (laughs) So, yeah, there is a little bit of news, but to be honest with you, most of the news coming out of Walt Disney World this week is about things that are closed from... Hurricane Ian. From Hurricane Ian, starting on, I guess, uh, like... Things started closing, what, like Tuesday the 27th? Yeah. I think some resorts. Resorts. Select areas of resorts, like the tree houses and the bungalows and the cabins. Right. Things are that right on water or that are... Fort Wilderness, because if living in a trailer park is not safe, neither is <laughs> camping in a trailer park. I, I think I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because it's every once in a while we get the gusts here and I'm like, ooh, and I'm in a block house. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. It is. So, anyway, there is some news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big news is that Epcot is turning 40 on Saturday, October 1st. I'm very excited about it. Even though they didn't make a big deal about it, I'm very excited about it. No, they didn't. I mean, I didn't expect them to make the deal that they've made out of the 50th, which, to be honest with you, was not the biggest deal either. Right. But... I feel they've made bigger deals about some of the other parks with a less monumental time frame. You mean like parks having their 30th? Yeah, and they get this whole drone show. drone shows. Yeah. And I was trying not to be specific, but yes. I mean, they made a pretty decent-sized deal for DVC's 30th. Yes. So... It's a little surprising. Maybe we'll be surprised when we get there. Maybe. I, I think it's because the park is under construction. and Maybe I, Bob Chapik will show up in person and <laughs> give a speech instead of just some announcement over the intercom system. Yeah, you're, you're asking an awful lot there. Actually, babe. I think that was Jeff Bale or Volley or whatever that made the recorded announcement over the intercom. I think but, so. But yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're going anyways. Exactly. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, we're going, uh, the plan still as we sit here on now Wednesday the 28th. Uh-huh. It's 6-12. So uh, about 50 minutes ago our power went out. Yep. Um, have no idea what's going to happen with that. Yeah, our generators are going. There yeah. we go. But yeah, our plan is we're going Friday morning. Well, Friday. Friday. Not morning now. Friday, probably Friday lunchtime. Yeah. And uh, then we'll be there Saturday for the for the 40th festivities. 
Yeah, and that are continuing into Sunday. Yes, we will have to be there on Sunday. Yes. So, all that said, why don't we start off with the news? Okay. After our events are coming back to Walt Disney World in early 2023, these experiences are scheduled to start on January 4th at Hollywood Studios and January 9th at Magic Kingdom. The prices range from $129 to $159 plus tax. DVC and annual pass will receive a reduced price for the select dates. It looks like it's about $30 for those discounts. That's a lot if it's $30. Yeah. But I remember compared when we, to what they normally do. Right, but I remember for like the villains after hours, it was 30 it was like 30 bucks when um, we went. When you can you can purchase tickets for Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios will be available for all guests starting on October 7th. Guests that are staying at Walt Disney World Resorts can purchase tickets as early as October 4th. And there is a full list of dates available on the Disney website. Yes. Um, but there's a lot of them because it's all next year. Right. So we're not going to go through all of them. Right. But it's a lot of dates. Now, it did list that Magic Kingdom would have all of the rides. Hollywood Studios did not list all of the rides. So it didn't list Rise of the Resistance. Hmm. Yeah. Now, things may change. There you go. DuckTales World Showcase Adventure is coming to Epcot. Yeah, so it's going to be like the old uh, Kim Possible scavenger hunt kind of deal. Oh, so you go from country to country type right. thing? Okay. but it'll be DuckTales. Right. I actually never did that. We talked one time we are going to do it, and then they took it away. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. I want to go do that, and then it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Typically. Yeah, but the DuckTales one will be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something else to do. Right. We can go do that. Yeah. The wall that surrounded the doorway at Keystone Clothiers on Hollywood Boulevard collapsed. Yeah, apparently a light fixture fell off the wall. and. Yeah. So, but they, <laughs> I mean, unsurprisingly, but they jumped on that that same day. Yeah. Uh with, you know, curtains around it instead of barricades. Now, I doubt there's anything there today, but... Right. Avatar Maker returns to Pandora in Disney's Animal Kingdom after a multi-year closure. Each figure takes 45 minutes to an hour to grow, and the customization pro process takes between 5 to 10 minutes. Each avatar is $79.99. Yeah, the article I read didn't say anything about discounts, so I don't know if there are any. I, I mean, I guess if you're super into Pandora, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And so what, they customize it to look like you? Yeah, I guess it's like you go through this thing and you make your own oh, avatar. Like a, like a digital representation of yourself type thing? Yeah, but it's like a doll. Okay, gotcha. Coca-Cola Rooftop Bar in Disney Springs is no longer serving alcohol. Their liquor license has ended. Allegedly, a cast member at the bar told 
said that Coca-Cola just decided not to renew the license and let it expire. Yeah, that sounds kind of fishy. Yes. I, I've never been to that place when it wasn't crowded, even when, like, there was nobody at Disney right after the reopening. Right. That place was crowded. So, I don't know. Something's weird with that. If Coca-Cola did decide just not to hold the liquor license. It's a pretty big... I mean, Disney Springs is known for, you know, having social a of, hour. A lot of places to drink. And right. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, that, to me, is losing a lot of funding. I mean, not funding, but, you know. Revenue. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. Find it unusual. But that's okay. Yeah, it's a weird story, but yep. see what happens. Yep. Uh, in DVC news, uh, they've filed a new declaration adding 19 more vacation homes to the Riviera's DVC inventory. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, also, Dundee's Sundries at Boardwalk Villas is reportedly closing in October. Uh, it looks like it will close permanently on October 3rd. So that's Monday? Yes. Coming Monday, uh, the space adjacent to the resort's front desk is going to be reimagined as a coffee bar. Uh, back in March, Disney had announced plans for a new cafe within the resort, but not said where, and apparently that's where it's going to be. Okay. Yeah. I don't even remember the place. Yeah, you you will. We'll go by where it, we'll, we'll go by there this weekend. Yeah, You'll remember where well, it is. Oh, we're staying at Boardwalk Saturday. It's, if you come in from the boardwalk, it's to the left. Oh. Okay. So, it's the store and boardwalk. Okay. I mean, that's not true. There's also the that general store. screen door general store. but Yeah. That's why I couldn't remember where it was. Dundee's Sundries is like in the... Inside the resort. Inside the resort. Okay. Gotcha. That is going to wrap up our news for this week. Yes. Like I said, not a lot. I mean, we we could go on for another half hour with all the stuff that's currently closed at Disney. But by the time this podcast comes out, it's all going to be either reopened or opening right. pretty soon. Um, but they did shut the uh, shut down all the parks. Uh Disney Springs, parts of some of the resorts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind yeah, of for, a surprise. For safety. For sure. For, yeah. for not just for guest safety, but for the cast members' safety. Right. So anyway, that's going to wrap up the news for this week. Mm-hmm. So with the 40th anniversary of Epcot coming up in four days? Yes. Yeah, four days, Saturday the 1st. Mm-hmm. We were thinking, so like almost exactly a year ago, we did one of the Tuesday night live streams, and we had Tony Ann was on, mm-hmm. and Aaron H. Goldberg, the author, Yes. Was on, and we talked about significant days in the 
at the time, basically 50-year history of Walt Disney World. Right. As a whole. So we figured we could, and I think, yeah, it was the three of us. Yes. About buying the land. That's what it was. It wasn't about the history. Right, That's it was That's where about... I got confused. Mm-hmm. It was because of his book, Buying Disney's World, I right. think. Right, Uh So anyway, we had him on. We all talked about how Walt Disney and Bob Foster and the rest of those guys went about getting the land and some cool facts about the property as a whole. Mm-hmm. So we figured we would do some significant days in the 40-year history of the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. Also known as Epcot. Epcot Center. Mm-hmm. Epcot. It's had a lot of names. Yes. In its grand history. So that's what we're going to do this week. Go back just a little bit. They announced that they were going to be building Epcot in 1978. Okay. At the International Chamber of Commerce meeting. On October 1st of 1979, construction began. Kind of cool. Yeah. So they built that whole park in three years. Tron is coming on six. That's why I started laughing. Tron is coming up on six years. But they built all of Epcot in three years. Less than. Because on September 24th, 1982, Walt Disney World cast members and their friends and family were among the very first to experience Epcot before it opened to the public. Right. So it took less than three years. That's pretty impressive. It is. On October 1st, Epcot opens with five future world pavilions, Spaceship Earth, Universal of Energy, Universe of Energy, World of Motion, Journey into Imagination, and The Land, and nine world showcase pavilions representing China, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Mexico, United Kingdom, and the United States. So there were five future world pavilions on opening day. Right. And three of those are still there, although not in the original form. Right. Spaceship Earth, Journey into Imagination, and the Land. Correct. Have all been changed. Like, the land didn't have Soren. The living with the land ride was completely different. Figment was completely different. Spaceship Earth was different, but not... Not too different. It still... It still feels like the same thing. Maybe not as written by Ray Bradbury, but it still feels the same. Right. Carnival de Lumiere debuted as the theme park's first nightly fireworks show. It was replaced in 1983 with... A New World Fantasy, and in 1984, by Phonic Fantasy. So, what I found interesting about this mm-hmm. is we're all kind of making jokes now about 
Harmonious didn't make it a year. They announced they were changing it. Right. Disney Enchantment didn't make it a year. They announced they were changing it. In the first three years of Epcot, there were three different fireworks shows. Right. Now, not anywhere near as involved as what they are now or Mm -hmm. as Illuminations became, but they did change them every year back then. Right. At least at Epcot. Uh, October 24th, 1982, Epcot was officially dedicated by Card Walker, the chairman and CEO of Walt Disney Productions. That's cool. And a new four-mile extension of the Walt Disney World monorail system opened, going from the TTC to Epcot. I guess I didn't realize it was open that long. I don't know why. I thought it actually opened with the day it opened. That's what I meant. From the monorail? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, On March 5th, 1983, the actual ride for Journey into Imagination opened. So it wasn't an opening day attraction. It was an opening day pavilion. Oh. And on October 1st, uh, the park's one-year anniversary, Horizons, opened in Future World. Featuring a first-of-its-kind ride system. <laughs> giving a glimpse of what life might be like in the future. It was such a cool ride. It sucks that it's I gone. don't remember that ride. So. Yeah. yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. On September 7th of 1984, uh, Morocco joined the World Showcase. Very cool. Yeah. And then October 23rd in 1985, China Pavilion's Table Service Restaurant Nine Dragons opened. Yeah, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. January 15th, 1986, The Living Seas, which is now The Seas with Nemo and Friends, opened. There is a 5.7 million gallon aquarium in that pavilion. It was the largest in the world at the time, and it's home to more than 200 species of marine life. And I have heard that Spaceship Earth will fit in that aquarium. Really? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Spaceship Earth's huge. Mm Mm-hmm. In 1987, the Epcot Daredevil Circus Spectacular opens in Future World, dubbed... The Greatest Show in Space featured a variety of daredevil circus acts performed in and above the Communicore area of the park. I do not remember that at all, but I was in high school in 1987, so I wasn't coming there much. Okay. In 1988, on January 30th, Illuminations, a new nighttime spectacular, premiered. The show incorporated the World Showcase pavilions for the first time with rim lighting and special projection effects. Yeah, it was a good show. It was a very good show. Uh, June 3rd, 1988, the Norway Pavilion opened and introduced Maelstrom. Best ride. We don't need to talk about Maelstrom. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Such a cool ride. When it opened, that was the coolest part. Opened and you felt like you were going to fall So I remember like the week it opened, I came over with a bunch of people I worked with at Bush Gardens. There were like five of us. 
Yeah. And? And we came over just to ride that. That's cool. And it the opening was delayed, and the story was that Michael Eisner wrote it and got wet <laughs> and told him it wasn't a Disney ride. They needed to fix it. And did they? Well, it opened up later on, so I assume eh, they okay. made it to his liking. Okay, I guess so. So, Michael Eisner was a different kind of CEO. Yes. In 1989, on October 19th, the Wonders of Life Pavilion opened in Future World beneath a giant gold dome. Three humorous attractions offered a fun look at health and fitness. The pavilion also included a state-of-the-art, hands-on activities, live-action shows, and a fast, casual restaurant which I guess is called quick service now. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. In 1990, November of 1990, the first phase of Epcot Resort area opened with the debut of Disney's Yacht Club Resort, which opened on November 5th. Beach Club Resort opened on November 19th. And the following year, Swan Hotel on January 13th and the Dolphin Hotel on June 4th, which then made walking distance to the theme park. So it opened up for lodging and conve convention op options. Yeah, that's a lot of hotels all at once. I didn't realize they were that close together. I didn't either. Big day in Epcot history. April 29, 1994. The first Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival started. Wow. That is super cool. I knew it was the oldest. Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize it was then. On January 1st, 1994, the Interventions Pavilion replaced Communicore, featuring interactive exhibits and demonstrations of emerging technologies. I remember they had, like, um, a Van de Graaff generator. It's like the thing that looks kind of phallic. <laughs> But it was great in the late 80s, early 90s, when all the girls had really big hair and you'd get them to touch it and their hair would just oh, all go out. Oh, that end. thing. The static electricity thing. Right. Okay. That was cool. And they had like bicycles that like powered a light bulb and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. On uh, November 21st that year, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience opened. It was a lively interactive 3D adventure and it opened in the Journey to Imagination Pavilion. And on November 25th, the Candlelight Processional moved from Epcot or to Epcot from Magic Kingdom, where it had been since 1971. Uh, moving it to the American Gardens Theater, the show was able to do multiple nightly performances. Just opened up a lot more shows for oh, yeah. something that everybody wants to go to. Right. On January 21st, 1995, Circle of Life, an environmental fable debuted at The Land, the 20-minute, 70-millimeter film features Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa and a story about the importance of respect for the natural environment. And then on September 15th, Ellen's Energy Adventure debuted, bringing a new storyline and humor to what was previously Universe of Energy. So, a lot of people feel very strongly about Ellen's 
energy adventure. Do. I thought the universe of energy was. Thought it was a better fit for Epcot. Yeah. Just because it was more in line with like Spaceship Earth and the whole body pavilion and all that. Right. Wonders of Life Pavilion, whatever it was called. Um, but the Ellen's thing was entertaining. It was. September 28th, 1996, the first annual Epcot International Food and Wine Festival made its debut. That's very cool. I know. I bet they make a bigger deal for the 30th anniversary of the Flower and Garden Festival than they do the 40th of Epcot. You may not be wrong. Uh, 1999, the original and good test track opened <laughs> in Future World, <laughs> replacing the World of Motion. <laughs> and on funny. October 1st, the Millennium Celebration began at Epcot. It was like all things Disney, a 15-month New Year's, <laughs> which debuted Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, um, there was a new Millennium Village celebrating the cultural achievements of 25 countries and a Tapestry of Nations parade. It also brought pin trading to the forefront. It's where it all started. It's where it all started. Yeah. Illuminations ran for 20 years. It's amazing. And I, I really liked Illuminations. Um, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. That's why we made sure we had to come see it before it was... I really like Harmonious, though. No, I love Harmonious, but Illuminations was very good. Yeah, and the big ball in the middle was cool, and the way mm -hmm. it spun around and shot fire and all that, but I know. it's in no way as cool as those barges that they had better keep. <laughs> <laughs> On October 1st, two, uh, 2000, the Art of Disney shop opens in Future World, selling Disney artwork, prints, and other collectibles. It is my favorite store in every place it is. I know. August 15, 2003, Mission Space opens in Future World. The attraction takes guests on a simulated training space flight to Mars. I think I've been on it once, and I hated it. I'm not sure if I have ever been on it, and I don't really care. Like, everything I hear from everybody is it's just so horrible, I just don't even care. I don't know that I've ever been on it. Yeah, I can't remember. And I'm not rushing to get on it. No. So, unbelievably, it feels like, to me, May 5th, 2005, 17 and a half years ago, or 16 and a half years ago, right? No, 17 and a half years ago. Soren opened in the Land Pavilion, taking guests on a aerial tour of California, because it was Soren over California at the time. Yeah. So the movie for that is better because you don't have drunk elephants in a crooked Eiffel Tower. You don't? No, like the movie is done much better. Oh, okay. Than the one now. Really strange that they would, but that's okay. But I like 
I love the scenery and the smells mm-hmm. for the current iteration of Soren. Yes, I, that's what I do love. So that's why you just have to make sure you get in B. <laughs> um, October 1st, 2006, the year of a million dreams began. So that was the 35th anniversary of the Walt Disney World Resort. Okay. Dream Squad surprised thousands of guests with an array of prizes from special attractions access and merchandise to Disney vacations or letting you sleep in the castle. It was a very cool thing. Yes, it was. And they actually extended that. Like, it was supposed to be a pretty short-term thing. I can't remember exactly. One of the many hosts of the Monorail Tales podcast (laughs) was on the Dream Squad. Oh, so I didn't know that. And he got extended at least once, but I feel like multiple times. That's pretty cool. I mean, just going around and making the, those dreams happen, I think, is very neat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. On November 26th of that same year, the Living Seas Pavilion was transformed to become the Seas with Nemo and Friends. The official dedication of it took place on January 24th of 2007. So, I'll go to the seas, like, whenever. It's it's not a must-do, but I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like including Nemo in it, and I feel like it's... Like, the crush thing downstairs and some of that stuff is fine. Right. In the ride, it feels like a forced addition of IP, which I am certain it was. I'm sure. Um, and I just don't like it. I don't like the ride. I liked when you went through, again, you went through, you learned something, and you saw actual fish. Right. And now you see cartoon fish, and, and it I, just feels thrown together. Yeah. I mean, the thing with the turtles is cool. Yeah. But the rest of the ride is just forced and kind of thrown together yeah uh april 6 2007 the grand fiesta tour with the three caballeros (laughs) opened inside the mexican pavilion uh was a reimagining of the opening day boat ride el rio del tiempo the river of time and it features the three caballeros donald duck jose carioca and pistoles panchito from Walt Disney's film, Saludos Amigos. I love that ride. I do. I liked the old ride, too. But, see, that one doesn't feel forced. Like, No. It, the scenes are funny. You've got the animatronics at the end. Like, it doesn't feel like they forced it in there. No. The Nemo thing all. feels like they just forced IP into that ride to put IP into that ride. Right. I would agree. October 1st of 2007, the 25th anniversary of Epcot was marked by a rededication ceremony and a gallery showcasing memorabilia from the history of the park. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. February 15th of... Two- they need to do more history of the parks. Yes. In the parks. I would agree with that. Like, that walkway into Steakhouse 71 with all the old pictures is awesome. Yes. Far fewer people were going to Steakhouse 71 and stopping to look at those pictures. Right. 
than would if you had a one man's dream type of exhibit in the Magic Kingdom and at Epcot. Yeah. Right. I mean, because that one man's dream is amazing. Right. With or without the movie at the end, just the displays. Right. February 15th, 2008, Spaceship Earth reopened after extensive renovations. The new new narration follows the history of human innovation from prehistoric times to 21st century. I would question if it actually goes to the 21st century. (laughs) Okay. Like, isn't basically the last thing, man landing on the moon? No. The Apple computer. Neither of those happened in the 21st century. Okay. I just... Which is fine. Right. And I like that it's got a little, you know, carousel of progress feel to it. (laughs) Kind of does. Like the future intervention is <laughs> stuff that happened 30 years ago. Yeah. 40 years ago, 60 years ago. <laughs> in 2009, this kind of rotates back to something we talked about in the news, but the on January 28th, the Kim Possible World Showcase Adventure uh, opened. Guests mm-hmm. transformed into secret agents as part of Team Possible to save the world via Disney Play app on mobile devices. <laughs> so, and it interacted with seven of the World Showcase pavilions. Um, on December 6th of 2012, the test, current test track presented by Chevrolet reopens. They reimagine the attraction to allow guests to design their own vehicles before going on your thrilling test drive. Yeah. The old version was better. Yes. It just it just was. It was better. Mm-hmm. That ride's getting tired. It's kind of rough and shaky and yeah. Um, I mean they are at least building the cars again now, so that's good. Yes. Um. In 2014, Spice Road Table a. Favorite of our podcast <laughs> and it friends is. and family. Open in the Morocco Pavilion. Uh, it serves small plates, specialty wines, and aperitifs from the region and a whole lot of other drinks. Yes. So I I don't know if it has a full bar, but like they're mixed drinks. They're not pouring them out of a pre made. Yeah, out of a dispenser like you know, some of the other places are. So right. it's, it's a good place. And we have not had a problem getting a table in there. No. Like with no weight. Right. 2016, several changes took place. Mm-hmm. June 17th, Soren Around the World debuted at the Land Pavilion. Basically, it took the place of the California Adventure Soren. Then on June 21st, Frozen Ever After opened at the Norway Pavilion, replacing Maelstrom. I know. Now, it's just, you know, when you look at things like on a list like this, then you realize that the big thing they did in 2016 at Epcot was take two great rides 
and replace them with less great rides. <laughs> and listen, I don't have, again, I don't have any problems sorting around the world. I actually like the world part of it better than just California. Right. Especially being in Florida. Right. You know, if you had made Soarin' over Florida and put that in Disneyland, then at least it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have anything against Frozen. Like, I enjoy Frozen, but Maelstrom was better. Right. It just was. Right. In 2018, on January 12th, the Epcot International Festival of the Arts debuted. So that gave them festivals in all four seasons. Uh, because the year before they had started a new Halloween or holiday experience thing around the theme park that became the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> August 25th, 2019. The historic multi-year transformation of Epcot is announced at D23 Expo. <laughs> so, I, you know what? I'll give them a, I'll give them a break on this because th- it's you had COVID and things became other priorities, and I understand that. Right. But three years to tear down and build a fountain. Yep. And in fairness, I mean, they have gotten Guardians done, Creation Shop, Connections Cafe. I mean, I guess that's it, but... Yeah. They've gotten some projects finished. Yes, they have. Uh, They have not even started redoing Spaceship Earth, and you can't do it this year, right? Right. And you can't do it this year, right? No. You can't. Uh, On October 1st of 2019, the Epcot Forever Nighttime Spectacular (laughs) debuted at the World Showcase Lagoon. It had jet skis. Jet skis are cool on those kites. And kites. It It was kite tails with fireworks. But it was kind of cool. It was way better than kite tails. Oh, it was a thousand percent And not just because it had fireworks. Like it. It was just, I was actually just cool. Yeah. The way they did them and overlapped and crossed over. It was just really cool. Yeah. It it was a good, it it actually was a decent show. Yes. Like, the music was unremarkable, but it was a decent show for them. Since they had clearly announced an end to Illuminations and failed to launch Harmonious on time. Right. Um... But it was good, and I guess we'll get to remember how good it is. <laughs> but they took out the jet skis and the kites because they put barges in the middle of the water that are black, and they don't need people running into them. Right. So. So now it's not. It was not as good when it came back. Um, when was that? July last year. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was definitely not as good. Yeah. But the fireworks are basically the same, but not the jet ski part. Because that was really kind of what made it. Yeah, I thought so. Especially if you were sitting there. So we watched it from the... Rosen Crown. Right, the Rosen Crown for the uh, dining party package thing. Yeah. 
so like the little cubicle, yeah, <laughs> tunnel, whatever that the wall behind they hid behind was like right there in front of the restaurant. So it was really cool seeing them come in and go. And yeah, and I mean they basically took off right there. Just yeah, yeah, very cool. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also on October first, twenty nineteen, Walt Disney Imagineering presented the Epcot Experience, and that. Just, it was supposed to offer like artist conceptions of all the stuff coming as part of the multi-year transformation. Right. So they like it had Mary Poppins, <laughs> <laughs> the Play Pavilion. Those things both got like taken out. Right. Then it had Guardians. Of the video. Then they went ahead and just said, "Okay, now the video is stupid because we took everything out of it because we're not doing it." Right. So. It's back to being uh, the brewing house for the f- current festival. Yes. It was such a cool thing with that 360 and the thing in the middle. Right, because they lit it up as they talked about it, and then they did the presentation, presenting around it because it was the 360. It was very cool. It would be, just throwing it out there for something we talked about before, it would be a really cool, like, 15, 20-minute history of Epcot Done the same way. Right. And it's on a constant loop type yeah. thing. Come in, leave. You yeah. don't have to. You can walk in in the middle. It's fine. Right. That would be, because, yeah, giving a history of it. Because people go, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I remember it was coming a really to that. Cool, yeah. It was a really cool concept that really failed because they canceled so many of the projects. Right. But the layout of it would be a great it would mm-hmm. be a great way of showing it, kind of like the one man's dream thing. Yeah, that was a great idea, babe. Thanks. <laughs> uh, January seventeenth, twenty twenty. Three new films debuted around the world showcase: Awesome Planet, which is inside the Land Pavilion. Mm-hmm. We saw that for the first time. Yes, in in June. 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 I think it was June. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was good. It really was. Visuals are good. I mean, the the, <laughs> the theater looks like a 1960s, 70s auditorium at a college. Like it really if you does. Ever, if you ever had to take one of those college classes, like economics, where there were 200 people in the class, it looked like that. Yes. Um, but the movie is very cool. Yes, it was very good. Uh, they also gave us the Canada Far and Wide in Circle Vision mm-hmm. at the Canada Pavilion, and that lasted like no time, and then they canceled it, but I guess they've brought it back now. Yes. And they gave us the <laughs> ma- majesty that is Beauty and the Beast sing-along, which makes a relatively minor character into the hero of the whole movie. And I don't understand It's absurd. It. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's absurd. Yes. But it does include several of the songs you know and love. Yes. And the words to them. True. February 19th, the Regal Eagle Smokehouse opened. But, I'm sorry, is the whole name of it craft beers? Okay. February 19th, the Regal Eagle Smokehouse Craft Drafts and Barbecue opened at the American Adventure Pavilion. It's, I guess, quick service restaurant with American backyard barbecue and home style craft brews. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's quick service. It's better than 
quick service. Yeah. It's, I, I've said it a hundred times. I am not a fan of mass produced barbecue, but it's good for what it is. Yes. I would agree with that. You know, and it's chicken and pork. Right. So if you're from, if you're from Texas, you may not love it. And if you're from North Carolina, you may not love that it's not mustard sauce. It's red sauce. Right. But it's, it's pretty good. Uh, on December 22nd, 2020, the main entrance transfer transformation was completed with the unveiling of the new fountain inspired by the one that was originally there in 1982. So they had taken down all the tombstones. Right. Um, and replaced them with actually some really cool looking ones. Yes. But they're in a place where nobody ever walks by them anymore. I know. It's on the far left end. So that whole thing of, you know, walking in, walking out, looking for your name or looking to see, you know, who was on it. Right. Is gone because you have to go way out of your way to get to them. But they are very cool and colorful looking. Mm Mm-hmm. And the fountain back in there is really nice now, too. Yeah. Can you believe Creation Shop has been open over a year? Wow. Since September 15th, 2021. Huh. It really doesn't seem that it's been a year. Mm-mm. Feels like six months. Yeah. But it's been a year and almost two weeks. Yeah. And I will say, when I first walked in there, I did not like it. I'll be honest with you. I did not like it. It is very white. Yes. <laughs> but... It's grown on me. With the signage and the colors that they have chosen, at least for this last year or so in merchandise, um, the merchandise really sticks out. Yes. And it is easy to find stuff in there. They have it divided well into sections. and Very well. It is very roomy. Mm-hmm. And mobile checkout it's, makes it great. Oh, it really does. On September 20th last year, Space 220 opened in the Mission Space Pavilion. It's the restaurant that gives you a chance to enjoy a meal amongst the stars in a simulated flight 220 miles above Earth. They missed such an opportunity not opening that on February 20th. Oh, 220. Oh, didn't even think about that. So I enjoy the place. Mm-hmm. I will say that I believe the best thing about it is the elevator ride. You're probably not wrong. Now, I would like to maybe give it a try again. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, the, so the whole spaceship thing, trying to make it feel, you know, the big window with the, the big TV screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to kind of make it feel like, well, I mean, I, obviously, it's supposed to make you feel like you're in space. Right. Kind of like eating at Coral Reef. Like, it's just a little absurd for this whole thing about, oh, you're in a space elevator, you're going up here, and here's all this food, and hey, look out the window, there's a guy walking his dog out in space. <laughs> like, it's a little weird, some <laughs> of the choices they made. Yes, I would not disagree with that. I it, I think the place is pretty cool. It is not worth the wait. No. So, 
we have been, and when it no longer has a ridiculous weight, we'll go again. Right. October 1st, 2021, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary began. Did? And in honor, Spaceship Earth was transformed into a spectacular beacon of magic at night, illuminating the skies with brilliant colors. So... I thought it was stupid when we kept reading things about how they've stuck LED lights all over Spaceship Earth. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, they stuck LED lights on Spaceship Earth. That's like, great. It's, it's amazing. far and away the best of the four park icons at night. It is amazing. And the fact that it's pretty simple computer programming for them to throw in Rainbow Connection or BR... No, what was the one they did uh, from Beauty and the Beast? The bell. It was... Um... Yeah. Was it BR Guest? No. Uh, I don't know. Whatever song it was. Like, they've been able to throw new songs into the mix right. for that really quickly for special events, and it's pretty awesome. Right. Like, and what they did 4th of July was beautiful. It was amazing. And then, it, you know, like Christmas time, they were able to put up, you know, Christmas lights, but they also did, you know, multi-cultural um, flags, like for the holidays. Okay. Which was very cool. Um, also on October 1st, the expanded France Pavilion opened with Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and the Crapery. Yes. Um, and the Crapery. And the Crapery. So, is pretty good, but I like the savory ones way better than the sweet ones. Yes. They were good. Yeah. Remy is a very cool ride. Yes. That suffers because it was not, it is not as cool as Rise of the Resistance, but it came out after it. Right. And there's this one scene that makes everybody sick. Yeah, it's the whole Not everybody. It makes a lot of people car sick. Yes. sick. Yes. Which is funny because in that scene, you don't move. I know. (laughs) But, but the screen makes it feel very realistic. Yes, it does. And lastly, on October 1st, 2021, Harmonious debuted and won our hearts. It really did. And now, as they always do, they're taking it away from us. I know. I don't... It's so good. I am... I I am really disappointed in that. I, I really am, too. So, I was glad with Enchantment that they added the... You know, Walt and Mickey stuff, Walt, Roy and Mickey stuff. That made it, I think it made it much better. But Harmonious, it's so good. I'm very disappointed that they're taking it away. I I am too. But I feel like, just as I feel like, they say Happily Ever After is coming back and it's, Basically, because of what they've done with projections down Main Street and all that, it's going to be basically Enchantment, but with the Happily Ever After song in it. Which is not a complaint, because Enchantment is basically harmonious with different music and cooler projections. But they're not taking the barges out. I mean, they just can't. No. And the Stargate. They spent so much money... Getting so much them time. so much time putting them in. Right. There's that I feel like what we're going to have is harmonious with a different song. Probably. I don't know. 
and and more older stuff, I think, because it's going to be celebrating the hundred years of the Disney Company, right? So right, it should have more older stuff. I would agree with that. Which I'm always a fan of. Yes. April 27th of this year, 2022, the Connections Cafe and Eatery opened. They call it a world celebration, but world celebration area. But Yeah, so start over because it opens in world celebration. Okay. That's where it is. That's what the neighborhood is in. April 27th of this year, 2022, Connections Cafe and Eatery opens in world celebration. It gave a new selection of internationally inspired cuisine. Which the stuff we have had is pretty good there. Mm-hmm. But now they've cut like some of the stuff off the menu. Yeah. Definitely two of the three burgers and which I kinda understand. Supply chain sucks right now and it's hard to get stuff and so limit your menu and make what you make good and right. that'll keep people happier than either being sold out of stuff all the time or making a lot of mediocre food. I would agree with that. And then May 27th this year, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind open in the Wonders of Xandar Pavilion. I love this ride. Super cool ride. I love this ride. I mean, I can go a while without riding it now. Because we've ridden it a lot. Yeah. But it's a great ride. Mm-hmm. And it's got cake toast. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. Wait. There's cake toast? There's cake toast. Oh, this rhymes is fantastic. October 1st of this year, Walt Disney World Resorts celebrates the 40th anniversary of Epcot as the park continues, continues its multi-year transformation. So. You know, they keep talking about its multi-year transformation, and I feel like they're treating that like a feature, not a bug, that everything is taking forever at mm -hmm. Epcot. I, okay, so last year was the 50th, and we knew last year was going to be the big thing because it was the 50th. Right. And Epcot got the Beacon of Magic. They got Remy. They got a new fireworks show right before. They got a new quick service restaurant. A new they got a new regular sit-down restaurant with a lounge all in like two weeks. Right. Right. So they got a lot of stuff. Yes. And yes, this year they got Guardians of the Galaxy. You know they wanted to have that open by October last year. Oh, yeah. But... I mean, I'm pretty sure all the rest of the stuff they said is going to be 2024, late 2023. Like, we're another year away from Moana and the Walt statue and the Play Pavilion, if that ever comes to be. Yeah. You know. So it's a little, it's a little disappointing. Yes. But Epcot is still... What first one or two on the list. Yes. Definitely the best one with a group of friends. Oh, definitely. You know, because there's so much to do and so many places to take a break and get out of the heat. Yep. 
So just walk around. Yeah. We are going to be there early, 7.30, Saturday morning. Which yes. Which means like earlier than that. Yes, because we have to be at the thing yeah, at And D23 is actually doing a kind of weird event <laughs> in the morning. And I say weird because you're getting priority access to the land, living yes. with the land. Right. Which I love, but it's a weird ride to give like a fast pass to. <laughs> Sorry, a lightning lane to. Yeah. Um, now there is like continental breakfast, some meet and greets. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like character photo ops. No, sound like actual you know. people. Yeah. Um, and like, and ironically, there are some people who are big in the very important to Epcot who I happen to know are there that weekend. So. There's a chance, you know, I have no inside knowledge. I'm throwing it out there. We might get to, like, see Tony Baxter. Yes. So we'll have to see how that works. But anyway, we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then we're meeting up with our friends, Tony Ann and Michael and Dave and, Dave Ver- and Veronica. Mm-hmm. And we'll be celebrating the 40th anniversary of Epcot. Yes. And if the weather co- cooperates, be going on a fireworks cruise. Fireworks cruise. So when this thing passes through, it should be fantastic. It's not going to rain for a couple of days because all the humidity and moisture is gone. Yes. So this might be the best thing that could have happened to our chances of doing a fireworks cruise Friday night. <laughs> Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah. I think you're right. So. And it's also going to be cool for a couple of days. Oh, I know. I'm so happy about that. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. Yeah? Okay. So thanks, as always, to everyone who listens to the show. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Really do. Um, on social media, you can find us on Instagram at the Mickey... Or at... Mickey file underscore podcast. Uh, there's a Facebook page out there and our Facebook group, the Mickey file improvement district. There will be some, there will be some lives this weekend. Oh yes. And we are currently, uh, live streaming a hurricane every few hours. (laughs) So check us out there. Uh, podcast is available anywhere and everywhere that you Find podcast, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, all the hundred others I can't remember or probably have never even heard of. <laughs> uh, best way to subscribe the show is, or to support the show is to subscribe, like, or follow. Um, and please tell, you know, friends, family, people on the street, uh, listen to the Mickey File podcast. Yes. And with that, We will say goodbye. Good night, everybody. Thank you.